Welcome to Dads with Daughters. In this show, we spotlight dads, resources, and more to help you be the best dad you can be. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Dads with Daughters podcast, where we bring you guests to help you be active participants in your daughter's lives, raising them to be strong, independent women. Every week, I love being able to talk with you to help you on your own journey with raising a daughter. I know that my experience has been up and down and every which way as I've learned about being a father to two daughters. And you've gone on your own journey as well. Every week I bring you fathers, but also others, other experts that are going to help you in that journey. And today we've got one of those experts with us. Today we've got Nellie Harden with us. And Nellie is a a wife, a mom, a dreamer that comes from a diverse background, including marine science, behavior, and family wellness. And she decided years ago that living a life designed by purpose and for freedom was one that she and her husband, along with four daughters, love to put that in there, that they wanted to live. Today, she is a family life and leadership coach. She's helping parents like yourself eliminate power struggles with their daughters and grow, so that they grow into confident, wise, and respectful, respectful young women that are actually ready for the world. Sounds like, sounds like conversations that we want to have on this show, doesn't it? Today, we're going to be talking about not only what you just heard, but we're going to talk about self-esteem because self-esteem with our daughters is so, so important. I know in my own experiences that, that I've heard my daughters putting themselves down, taking themselves down, and I always try to build them up, and I'm sure you do as well. So today we're going to have a great conversation with Nellie, and I'm really excited to have her here. Nellie, thanks so much for being here today. Thank you so much for having me. It really is an honor to be on here. And thank you to all the dads listening in. I think this is just such an amazing um, group and listenership, and I'm really excited to have this conversation. Well, I'm excited to be able to talk to you as well, because having daughters for fathers is a learning process. I'm sure as being a mother of four daughters, you still had to go through your own learning process, even though you grew up as a, a woman in society and you have some things that you probably can share what I always love to do, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn some of these questions around on you, I usually have some questions that I ask dads at the beginning. I want to ask you some, experience, some of your own experiences. So first and foremost, what was your first reaction when you found out that you were going to be a mom of a daughter? Well, you know, it was a little bit different for us because we went through almost three years of infertility before we were able to have a child. And so honestly, it was just... Yay. It was just yay. I mean, we had really been through the ups and downs and everything. So just having a healthy baby, no matter what, was uh, really exciting. But definitely having a little girl to be able to bring up in the in the vulnerability and the chaos. And I love that you said a strong, independent woman, because one of my daughters, that is her mantra. I watch her going around. She's 14. So I have a 17-year-old, twins that are 14, and a 12-year-old. But one of my 14-year-olds goes around it's okay. I'm a strong, independent woman. I am a strong, independent woman. You can do this. You're a strong, independent woman. And I love that. So yeah, you saying that really brings that in. And so I wanted to bring in more strong, independent women 
into this world. And I'm, I obviously was given the chance to do that with four of them. <laughs> so as a mom of four daughters, and you're talking to dads today, what's one piece of advice that you would give to dads in raising those strong, independent women? Honestly, it's a lot of perspective work. It's a lot of work to put, take yourself out of you and look at it through, try to look at it through the lens of your child. And if you can't, then have a lot of conversations to do that by asking so many questions and actually listening to the answers. I mean, talk, I've, I've, um, my husband and I started dating when we were 18 and now we're in our forties and we have four kids. So we've been through it all, you know, together. Uh, we were basically kids when we met. And so, there were some things that he said, you know, because we had all the conversations um, about having children. And I just remember there were so many things that he said, oh, when I have a daughter, you know, this will be, you know, this will be the way it is, or this will be how I'll feel, or this will be what I'll say. And now that we have them, we're like, oh, no, you know, <laughs> and he's, he's changed his tune so much. But, you know, coming, uh, well, A, the world has changed, but B, seeing at it, uh, seeing life through a father's lens is going to be different. A parent lens is going to be different than I don't actually have a child. But if I did, right, you're still coming at it through the child's lens at that point. And then uh, because that's your only experience. But now even in the work that I do, the work that we do in our home and that I get to do out in the public, it really is about perspectives. And Honestly, if we can help them by first helping ourselves look at different perspectives in this world and then discuss that with them and help them see other people's perspectives, then the more they're going to be equipped to go out there into the world, right? There's so many people out there today that are like, it, it is my way or the highway. It has to be 100% or 0% and all of this. And actually having people have discussions and seeing other people's point of view is so important. And it has to to start with the parents. And so as a father, especially, not that I'm a father, but as a father, if I was speaking to a father, I would say, look at their perspectives because they are going to be different for a number of different reasons, but have discussions and learn their perspective. You know, it's so important, especially if you have multiple kids, because every one of them is going to have their own perspectives and their own personalities that make them unique individuals. And we've talked about this before, but the, you know, one of the things that you, I know as a parent of two kids myself, not a, and let alone four kids, but having to take that time to really, as you said, get to know their perspectives, but also get to know them and to take the time to really get to know them. Yeah. We do one-on-one -on -one time in our home and it's really, really imperative. So every week on Tuesday and Thursday nights between nine and nine 30, I have two kids for the week. My husband has the other two. And then the next week we switch. And so every week my kids know that even though we're all together, there's six of us, we're eating dinner together, we're making food together, you know, we're taking the dogs on walks together. That's our convergence point every day is the dog walk. And it's a good two mile walk and we're all out there and doing stuff. But that one-on-one -on -one time, that is such a game changer. That is learning to know again, their perspectives, but also what's going on in your life. So 
what are you scared of right now? What are you excited about right now? What are you curious about right now? It gives you a chance to share your stories and be vulnerable yourself because it's really important that our daughters know that we are people that have been through things and it isn't just they're the child and the parents are up on the thrones looking down at them with a pointed finger, right? Which is how it can be construed many times, especially if they have friends that live in homes like that and then their friends are speaking into them saying, oh, you don't have to listen to them. They're your parents. They don't they don't really know you. They don't really like you, right? And all of this. And, and it happens. That's the real world out there. And so ha- making sure that you're having that one-on-one time with them in order to get to know their thoughts, get to know them and their personality and who they are and their dreams and ambitions and curiosities is really, really, really important. And it has become like the most on-demand time in our home. Like, oh, you know, any other day of the week, it's like, well, can we just watch a little bit more? We have a family show that we're watching or whatever. Can we just watch a little bit more on those nights? It is like, it is nine o'clock. I'll see you up in my room. You know, that's what they say. So they love it. It is so important to be able to do that. And, and, and you know, I think that it, it really goes down to one of the things that I said at the very beginning, and that goes to self-esteem, but also building self. Because being able to have that time, that one-on-one time where you really get to know that other individual allows you to understand who they are internally. But then you can also see as they grow who they are portraying themselves to be externally. And that goes into that self, that self-esteem, that self-identity that they have internally. And I have seen it in my own daughters that for some reason that my girls, and I'm going to say my girls because I I can't, I'm not going to make a over broad generalization, but that I've seen it in my girls and I've seen it in some of their friends that they have a fragile self-identity. And I think some of that comes from society and what they see around them, what they see in the media and other places. But for them, at least, and for me as a father, I find that I'm having to do a lot of work to try to continuously build them up, hold them up, and support them to, to let them see the potential that they have. And I'm sure that you as fathers also, at times, may see that in your own daughters or in other women that you work with, et cetera. So, Nellie, let's talk about that. Because I know that you talk some and you do work with, with others on this concept of self-identity and self-esteem. And for fathers, what are some of the basic building blocks, let's start there, of things that every father can do to be able to help with the building of that self-esteem that our daughters need to be successful? Well, I think there's a real power in language, first of all. So really kind of peeling away so many times self-confidence and self-esteem are kind of lumped together, but it really is kind of a hierarchy. So self-esteem is valuing and appreciating yourself. So that comes before self-confidence, which is really believing in yourself, right? So before you can believe in yourself, you have to value and appreciate yourself. And that is really hard today. You mentioned society. 
right? Uh, Social media is part of society. And even if your child's not on social media, they're being impacted by social media today. It's, it would be nearly impossible not to, unless you're living, you know, in the Himalayan mountains or something. So society out there telling them and trying to grab their attention every day saying, you belong here, you belong here, you belong here. Take this quiz and see if this is you. Take this quiz and see if this is you. And then friends telling you this. I I can't tell you how many times, even in my own home, but definitely with the people I work with too. I'll give you one example. A perfectly happy child and just coming, uh, let's see, I believe she was maybe 12, 13, not on social media yet or what have you, but she came across this quiz, just watching YouTube, which yes, you can argue YouTube is definitely social media as well, but it's not the interactive ones that we're really seeing with Instagram and all that stuff. But anyway, came across this quiz and it said, are you depressed? And it was, you know, one of those that you can't skip over until it's, you know, they suck you in for that five seconds and whatever. So she was interested. And Anyway, she was really upset and crying and she came down and said, I'm depressed. And I was like, what? You know, and we were working together and, and she was like, I took this quiz and I was like, oh, here we go. Um, But I'm listening to her, right? I didn't say that, but I'm listening to her and she's saying, I'm clinically depressed. And I was like, honey, like, where are you coming up with that? And she said, well, I took this quiz and they had me hold up five fingers and they said if if at least three of those fingers are down by the end, then I am um, diagnosed, like diagnosable with clinical depression. And I was like, well, what were these questions? And so she she puts up her little hand and she was like, number one was, is there ever a part of your body that you have not loved? And I was like, oh, are you serious, right? So that was one down. Have you ever been upset with your parents or any other guardians? There goes another finger, right? Have you ever been laying in bed at night and been sad? There goes another finger. And there was two more too, but there's already three fingers down that of course those three fingers are going to go down because you can't get through 13 years of life without those three fingers going down. And so then, but she was, because this outside source then gave her a definition of self, she took that in because this was a quote unquote, authoritative figure, right? A professional uh, online that gave her this. And so that was a huge talk we had to have. So that being said, there are a lot of people trying to vie for attention to define your child for them. And so as a parent, especially today, we need to build up these boundaries, these safe guardrails around our children not to keep them in, but to help keep other things out. And I'll tell you one of the things that I really recommend and work with my my family and, and other families I work with is coming up with a values fence. And so I often say, you know, if you are in the middle of Africa, the desert, and would you just want to lay down and get cozy on the sand for the night? Probably not, because you're not going to make it. Something's going to come after you, right? You need at least three pieces of fence, four at most, but at least three pieces of fencing around you to to protect you, right? You can go out if you want, but these are things coming at you from the outside in. And so what that values fence does, and there are tons of values, personal values that you can go uh, and and search up. And I know Brene Brown has a wonderful list of them. um, And there's many others out there too. But if you 
choose, these are my values. Nothing comes to me if it does not pass through this fence of these three values, right? And it is a great protective measure. And it's also just really fun to do as a family because you can have family values. That is awesome. Highly recommend. But every individual chooses their values. And it really, again, helps you get to know them and what is important to them and what they see as center in their life. And then write them down. And when you're having conversations, when you see that they're distraught in some way, when you see that they've been hurt in some way, you can bring up those values and say, okay, well, you know, I know this, this got to you. So did it pass through this or this or this? Chances are one or two or three of them, it got passed. And then having that discussion about how to fortify the fence and make it a little stronger, right? And they learn that as they're going along because tween and teenhood is just adult education, right? We go through driver's ed, this is adult ed. And so we need to teach them how by the time they leave home, they can stand on their own feet and have a very strong foundation under them. But that is one thing I would really recommend is coming up with a values fence for our daughters because the goal is for them to live from the inside out, not the outside in. But there's so much trying to get to them today that that values fence is essential. Yeah, values fence is an interesting concept because I think that every family, the values are different. And setting those values, sometimes it's challenging when you try to figure that out and try to figure out, okay, what truly are our values? What are the things that we stand solid on? Some of that comes from your own background growing up and and what you inherit or what you want to shed. But I think that sometimes, even as a young parent, you have to figure out with the people around you what those values are or should be. What are some of the things that you talk to parents about when it comes to developing that values fence for their own families? Well, so many times, I mean, you look at this this huge list and you're like, well, 47 things of these are important to me, right? That's a big fence. And and that's really hard to rattle off and you know say, well, do you pass through this one, this one, this one? So I really just encourage people to look at it highlight or check off all the ones that are important to you and then see if any of them fit within one another, right? And, you know, kind of like the cups game, you know, you can, uh, that one, you know, can swallow that one, that one can swallow that one and bring it in. And I'll give you, you know, mine, for example, are faith, integrity, and wisdom. Now, even though family is greatly important to me, for me, family fits into integrity. And so, I, I don't have to have family as a separate one for myself because it fits under the umbrella or under the cup of integrity for me and under wisdom. I'm always growing, always learning. And that includes getting to know my kids, right? Because we're raising other people. I call parents architects because we are designing, planning, and building the beginning of someone else's life, which is a pretty big deal. And that's why the 6570, that's how many days are in 18 years. And that's the platform that I I have, but in that 6570, 
our greatest project is raising these other people that are going to be adults, God willing, much more than they are children in this in this world, right? A, a lot longer time. And so if we can raise productive, capable, strong adults that have integrity and can see things from other perspectives, have communication skills and all of these different things, then we are doing our job as a parent, right? We are designing, raising, and, and building somebody else. So when people are going through this, I work with them and say, okay, well, how important is that one to you? And does it fit into any of these other categories for you? And nine times out of 10, it does until you whittle it down to three, maximum four, right? You want it to be easy and quick when it comes to your, to your, um, uh, your memory bank when you're going through something. Uh, same thing with our, our uh, I only recommend one rule for a house. Everything falls under that one rule. For us, it's rocks. It's respect, obedience, compassion, kindness, self-discipline. That is the one rule. And my kids know if they do something, I look at them, I'm rocks. They're like, yeah, I know. You know, <laughs> just rocks, rocks. How many times I've said rocks in my life? I don't even know. It is a lot. But that's the one rule we have in our house. And everybody knows what it means. Everybody knows how to stay in it. Everyone all, always falls out of it, but we know how to get back in it, right? We are human. We're messy humans. And so, yeah, just simplicity. Get that values fence down to just three or four and make sure what's coming at them goes through that fence. I appreciate that because I think that, like I said, it's it's challenging sometimes in, in whittling that list down, as you mentioned, and find looking at that and getting completely overwhelmed. And you can get completely overwhelmed in so many different ways in parenthood. But to when you're looking at these building blocks, these foundational blocks, a lot of times you compare yourselves to so many other parents that are around you. And you think, looking from the outside in, that everything is perfect in, in that family next door and there's never a problem over there. Well, I'm, I'll tell you, there is a problem over there. Every family has their own issues. They don't always air it so that everyone can see. But within the confines of those closed doors, there's always going to be some strife in some aspect of their lives. So you have to understand that and definitely not compare in any sense, because the more you compare, the more you're going to not be able to live up to the standard that you've set in your mind. And not only when you look at that, but really, this is, it's, a, it's a piece that you have to teach your kids, too, because the, the, the inevitability that they are going to compare themselves to others in regards to their own self-esteem, that definitely plays into effect in the raising of your kids as well. So, Nellie, how, in that regard, when we're talking about that, that comparison, and, you, in, and I'm sure you have many conversations with parents that you work with, about those type of things. How do you talk to parents, not only about themselves not comparing, but working with their own kids and their daughters about setting aside that comparison and living their own life? I think comparison, and especially today in, in the world and society we live in, comparison is an inevitable uh, 24-7, right? Whereas before, it would be every so often. Now it's a 24-7, quite literally in your face. But really helping people understand that they are an individual, that there has never been 
uh, is or ever will be a person exactly like them. I mean, I have twins, right? And even twins, right? They are completely different. So if no one has, has ever been, is or ever will be exactly like them, then that means that they have a specific path that they can and will go on. And if you take anyone, the some of the you know greatest people in the world, and you say, what if the world was filled with 8 billion of that person, right? It would be too much. Tonight, we are going over to a friend of mine who used to be a White House chef is, uh, is cooking for us tonight, and he makes the greatest mac and cheese ever. I absolutely love it. But would I eat it every day for the rest of my life? No, right? There needs to be variety. And you as a parent, your child, you guys are that variety. Everyone needs to have their own self in this world in order to bring your ideas, bring your compassion, bring your curiosities to the forefront, right? And right now is when they need to do that. And right now and right now, right? So there's never a great time to compare yourself to another person. And there's never a great time to sit stagnant either. Just understanding that it is always changing. Everything is always changing and moving forward. And if you are comparing yourself, you're pulling yourself backwards. So with my kids and with uh, what I teach too as parents, I mean, so many people uh, say there's no book on parenting. It's so, it's so, so hard, which A, it is. Uh, parenting is so hard. It's also so, so rewarding, right? But the, the point and the work that I do is I want to make sure that parents are writing their book on parenting their kids, right? Because I know when I first started, and, and I always recommend people have mentors with them, and I've, I've had mentors along the way, some good, some not so good. and But some of them have been this, okay, you're a parent and you have daughters, and so this is the way that you parent if you have daughters, right? And it's like, well, that doesn't even work within my family because I have to parent each one of my daughters a little bit differently because they are different people. If, you know, one of them, if you look at them sternly, is going to be so, so, so upset, and the other one, if you look at them sternly, is going to be like, whatever, right? And so understanding that individuality and that variety is so important and understanding that your road of parenting is going to be different than anyone else's road of parenting. So you get the pleasure and honor of being the expert on parenting your kids. And then they get to have the pleasure and honor of being themselves. And it really is this beautiful thing. You know, it is a beautiful thing and it is a very unique thing because like like we've been talking about Every person's experience is going to be different. The way that I parent, the way that I am a father is very different than my next-door neighbor to my next-door neighbor to my next-door neighbor. Every person is different. It comes down to how you were raised, but also how you just grow into being a parent and into being a father. And a lot of times you have to pave that way for yourself there's no right manual. There's no right way to be a mother, be a father. There, there is no right way. And all of us have to understand that and be able to shed the mantle of perfectionism that sometimes you feel like you need to uphold because it's not true. Yeah. And perfectionism, which is where comparison leads, right? Comparison is the yellow brick road or to perfectionism. And even so, 
perfectionism is a perspective, right? And so if we have 8 billion or just shy of it, people in this world, that means we have 8 billion different perspectives. And so one person's view of perfect is going to be another person's view of less than. And so we just had a talk the other day, last week, actually, because somebody was trying to be the perfect sister. And I found that interesting because she was saying, I'm just trying to be the perfect sister and I feel like I need to be this. And so who are you being perfect for, first of all? And why do you think that your version of perfect sister is your sister's version of what you would be as a perfect sister is? It doesn't match up. So all we can do is be respectful and compassionate and kind to one another. You know, we have love, honor, protect in our family, right? That's what we want to do for one another. And if we're doing that, then everything else falls into place. But yeah, perfectionism is all perspective. And not to mention, you can't attain it. Um, Let's, you know, just put that on the table as well. (laughs) It's definitely not attainable. And it will change the minute you think you attained it. So you just have to know that. The constant has changed. (laughs) Well, Nellie, I just want to say thank you. Thank you so much for being here today, for sharing everything that you have been sharing. Now, if people want to find out more about you and what you're doing, where's the best place for them to go? Just my website, NellieHarden.com. So that's with an I-E, not a Y, uh, N-E-L-L-I-E-H-A-R-D-E-N.com. And so, yeah, on there, I'm on Instagram and we have our Family Architects Club, which is our private parenting group. And it's specifically for parents that are raising daughters in the second half of childhood. So a lot of your listeners would probably get a lot out of that space. And I have a podcast as well. And all of that is on my website. And there is a wonderful parenting workshop called Ignite Her Joy, which is all about teaching them how to grow their mental wellness, self-esteem, and teaching them how to think in an upward spiral, actually giving them a strategy on how to think. Because right now, today, it's really easy to just be in a cloud for our young women of not knowing, oh, I don't know what to think about this or think about this or what have you. So actually, I I give a strategy on how to think and make sure that those thoughts are going in an upward spiral instead of a downward. Well, Nelly, thank you. Thank you for being here, for sharing your wisdom and your experiences And I wish you all the best. Oh, thank you so much for having me. This was wonderful. If you've enjoyed today's episode of the Dads with Daughters podcast, we invite you to check out the Fatherhood Insider. The Fatherhood Insider is the essential resource for any dad that wants to be the best dad that he can be. We know that no child comes with an instruction manual, and most dads are figuring it out as they go along. And the Fatherhood Insider is full of resources and information that will up your game on fatherhood. Through our extensive course library, interactive forum, step-by-step roadmaps, and more, you will engage and learn with experts, but more importantly, dads like you. So check it out at fatheringtogether.org. If you are a father of a daughter and have not yet joined the Dads with Daughters Facebook community, there's a link in the notes today. Dads with Daughters is a program of Fathering Together. Find out more at fatheringtogether.org. We look forward to having you back for another great guest next week, all geared to helping you raise strong, empowered daughters and be the best dad that you can be. We're all in the same boat And it's full of tiny screaming passengers We spend the time, we give the lessons 
We make the meals We buy them presents Bring your A-game Cause those kids are growing fast The time goes by just like a dynamite blast Calling astronauts and firemen Carpenters and muscle men Get out and be the world to them Be the best dad you can be Be the best dad you can be